Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. How's it? Welcome to another Lead Lap. As uh, we get closer and closer to the holidays, it's getting more and more festive here in the WSIC studio. We got the garland on the big board. We got the Christmas tree behind us. We've got the Grinch on James Mellick's microphone just uh, just hanging out, hanging out and uh, checking out the show. And uh, we hope all of you are having a safe and enjoyable holiday season so far. My name is Tom Baker. Lead Lap is presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at HMSMotorsport.com. We have a busy show for you tonight in the studio right now with us is none other than 2020, I'm going to guess, 2020 ARCA Racing Series racer, <laughs> Chase Cabry, um, from Rev Racing, brought back for his fourth year in the Drive for Diversity program because they like him so much, they just can't let him go. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm you know, blessed <laughs> to be back for another year, uh, really happy to be back for another year and the opportunity to, to be able to uh, be on a bigger platform. ARCA now is it's going to be... Super cool, I think, uh, to, to be able to mix it all together, and it's going to bring a lot of hiccups along the way. And uh, I think overall, uh, I think it's going to be a great it's going to be a great thing for for everybody. Now, which Arca are you doing? Are you doing Arca East, Arca West, or Arca All? No, so there's East, West, Showdown, and Elite. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, I was so <laughs> I'm I get confused. I know the fans get even more confused than I do, but. I'll run the Arca East, which is the seven race schedule starts at New Formerly known as Canon East. Yeah. Uh, seven race schedule this year. Um, and then I will run the Arca Showdown, which is the 10 rays where everybody's together. Starts at Phoenix. Formerly known as the Arca Short Track Series. I think, what was it? Sioux Chief? Was that the sponsor, I think, of the, that, that was there? Couldn't tell you. I can't remember. Couldn't um, tell you. It's. It's very, they have series within a series. I mean, it's all cool. I, I'm not dissing it. It's just, it's hard to remember. And this year, they've just taken all of it and made it Archimedes East, Archimedes West, and et cetera. So, um, so you're going to run about 17 races or so then? 17 in the Arca stuff, yes, sir, on the pavement side. Okay. And uh, yeah, I was, yeah, really, I, thank you for, for, Saying that because it reminds me that you actually do race dirt as well. Yeah, uh, dirt's what I grew up on. Uh, it's what I love. Um, it's what I come from, and uh, you know, there's a there's a lot that goes into it. And uh, but I've had a really good year on the dirt this year. We've uh, proven ourselves, certainly and, have, and uh, done a lot of good stuff. So uh, rides have started to pop up along the way, and it's been uh, it's been really cool. Next year's shaping up to be a good year. I have 52 races confirmed next year that I'm running between ARCA uh, and some sprint car stuff uh, and some midgets, micros. I got a lot going on, so I'm really excited to get it going. Well, um, what have you got? Are you going to run Tulsa? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, that, we're getting yeah. ready. We're actually gearing up. I just built an, an, another car last week uh, for it, so I run my car in the stock classes, and then I'm running. Uh, I got a ride to run for Adams Performance and 10J uh, chassis over there at Tulsa. Oh wow! All classes. So uh, really excited to get out there. I think we got a good year planned, and uh, hopefully, you know, it can go just as well as last year did. Lock in a couple shows, and, and hopefully, bring home a driller. What's it like to go run over there? I mean, I, I that's a huge, just a huge event. It's not quite the Chili Bowl, but it's kind of the the preamble. Yeah, so it's it's crazy. Uh, Tulsa shootouts. It's 
uh, unbelievable to just be in that building uh, and know all the history of it. And, you know, it, it's really cool to be, you know, I see a lot of young kids going through it and it's cool for them, but just to be older enough to, to respect the history of, of everything that goes into the Expo Center and, and all the work that they put in that Emmett Hahn has done over the years. Uh, it's made it really special and, and a really unique place in January. So uh, excited to get back there uh, in a couple, I mean, like 20 days we leave. So uh, I hate that number is getting closer and closer because I still got a lot to do. <laughs> well, we'll just keep you working forward, right? Yeah, exactly. No, no time to sleep in and be lazy. It's uh, it, it comes up quick. I mean, I know you love all kinds of racing, but... Um, which do you, I mean, if you could run dirt full time, would you do it? Or are you, are you more into the NASCAR side of things? Uh, I love dirt racing. I, I have a passion for it. It's what I grew up doing. Um, if I, if I can make a living racing anything, I'd be happy. Uh, whether it be NASCAR, whether it be racing snowmobiles or lawnmowers, whatever. <laughs> you um, just... I love sprint car racing though. Uh, it's def. I mean, I, I'm not going to share your code. If I if I could make a living running it, um, I would, and and I would you know be really happy to do it. But you know overall, I think uh, like I said, no matter what I'm driving, I'm driving something, and and I'm very fortunate to have the opportunities I've had so far. Well, and I'm sure it all basically plays into. I mean, it all it all works together. Like the racing you do on dirt makes you sharper on pavement. I'm sure, you know, to a degree, at least the other way around, it's making you a more mature, more well-rounded race car driver. You're coming back for for year four. Um, give us a kind of a uh, a short recap on how the uh, whole drive for diversity combine went this year. Oh, the combine was terrible for me. Uh, I was I had mono, so I couldn't do. Oh, I, really? I couldn't do anything. Um, I just had Are to say. Are you sit. cured now? Yeah. Because no, otherwise I'm, I'm throwing you out of the stage. No, no. I I was, it's the holiday season, man. I love you, brother, but I was, can't be sick. That was the worst uh, probably two months that I've had to deal with. I just I finally. I imagine. I, I got rushed to the ER. I couldn't breathe. Oh, wow. I had to go get on steroids uh, for two two weeks to be able to race the showdown uh, at wow. Millbridge. I was on 11 pills a day to, to be able to Wow. be good enough to run the showdown then i had surgery to get my tonsils out because of it and it, it's just been terrible so i'm um, finally back back to where i'm going and working wow. out and, and getting back in the groove of things so you you uh you got all of the medical issues out of the way and you are a brand new man yeah. right now ready to yeah yeah as soon as i yeah i just got back in the gym this week actually it was the first week i was cleared to be back going and uh it's been you know a little little rough it's hard to do that yeah, isn't it after you, yeah when you're real sick like that and you go to get back into it it's like you have to really discipline yourself to because you're just you don't have the strength yet and you're just sort of yeah yeah it's uh, rough you get sore way easier yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy but on a better note you lost a little bit of weight so the car can add more weight to where you want it at now yeah, so on, yeah. a, on a good note yeah i mean sort of I gotta have. I still, still gotta have strength to, to turn that thing for yeah. the whole yes, race. You do. Yeah. So, um, you know, overall it was, you know, just one of those times where I just sat down and I've. I don't think I've ever done my ADD doesn't let me just sit, and I just had to sit for like two months almost. It was horrible, uh, but but I'm glad that's done and glad we got it all fixed and, and catch up back. on all your Netflix series and everything while you're. I can't. My like my ADD doesn't let me do it. I don't have. Really? I don't watch movies. I don't watch. I, I just can't. I've got to really? be doing something. Got to be going. I built a whole website and a whole merch line 
while I was sick. So Wow. <laughs> so you managed to make it productive somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> That's good stuff. So um, y- you're running all the ARCA stuff now. Y- you've got, uh, you know, I-, I always call him your little brother, but it- it's kind of that way, right, with Nick Sanchez. And you and Nick are kind of, uh, you have that sort of big brother mentality for him. Um, or partners in crime. I don't know which is more accurate, actually. But uh, um, the two of you are running together next year, right? Yeah, so Nick will be my teammate. And he's been my teammate for two years, but he's been running a late model. Right. So now I've got old, old Nicky as, as a <laughs> partner in crime during this, this extravagance. Is he ready? Uh, oh, yeah, he's ready. Is he? uh, yeah, he's a good kid. And uh, he does a lot of the things right, and uh, and that's the reason he's he's got the opportunity to run it. So I'm really happy for him. Uh, you said he's like my little brother. Uh, we lived together at one point, and and we spend every day together. We text each other every single moment of the day, <laughs> and uh, I, he's he's family to me. So I'm really excited to have him, um, and and you know to be really cool for him. I think to to have somebody who he's really close to, who's had a lot of experience in it, uh, and been. You know, I've had a successful year last year, so uh, I think together uh, it'll be a really cool bond, and uh, it'll be super beneficial for both of us. You really did have a successful 2019, I mean, when you think about it. Um, talk about your season a little bit. I mean, I know you didn't win the championship, and I know that probably had a couple of things that you probably wished wouldn't have happened, not happened, maybe you would have, but it was still a great season for you. Yeah, um, I had probably, I think, I think it was the season that put my name on the map, um, and and I'm very happy with it. Uh, we should, let's start out at Tulsa, the very first week of the year, uh, where I took a 2008 car that I built myself and put it in the A main. Uh, there's 1,200 entries overall throughout all of Tulsa, and I put in two of the shows, ran fourth in the one, blew up in the other, um, and then. You know, we had a great season in K&N. We won a couple races, sat on a bunch of poles, led a bunch of laps, had a couple mishaps. Um, and then on the dirt side in the World Championship, I ran fourth. Uh, and then we came to the TRD showdown and sat, you know, set quick time, set a track record both nights um, and was fastest in, um, and like I said, in, in qualifying. And then we ended up getting third on the non-wing night and had a mishap on, on the wing night. But, uh, you know, just overall just had a great year and, and it's – like I said, put a lot of opportunities for me, and um, it's. I was telling my dad on the on the f- ride here. I said, you know, I've, it's crazy that everything we've done and everything I've been doing has led to me. I've uh, been just getting phone calls to come ride to come drive cars and getting full, really full rides, and it's been good for it's you. Been you know, it's on the dirt side or sprint cars, and uh, but like I said, I have fifty two races confirmed ne- la- next year, and it's not wow. be- and it's not because of money or or having sponsors. It's it's you know, I've done a lot and, and worked really hard for it. Well, that's always good because, I mean, there's people notice hard work, you know, and, and I think it gets rewarded if it's honest. And you really, especially this year, I mean, you really stepped up your game and Rev stepped up its game big time, too. Yeah, absolutely. Rev has has made a change. Uh, we've done a lot inside the shop and we're working hard right now. Uh, we're in the shop all day today, and you know we're in there every day. But uh, we're working hard, and we're gonna try to come back stronger than we were last year. Well, you've certainly uh, got the opportunity. It's uh, we'll get get to uh, next year here in a bit. Uh, we're going to 
take our first break of the evening. Uh, when we come back, more with Chase Cabry. We also have Keith Graham from the New Carolina Pro Late Model Series coming up a little later on in the program. And we're going to talk to Grant Thompson, who had a great run in his truck at uh, the Snowball Derby earlier last week. Back with more right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the lab presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. And if you're going to the PRI show, that's the Performance Racing Industry Trade Show, for those of you not uh, initiated, uh, in Indianapolis this week, as I am, you can find HMS there 
as well. So make sure you go uh, check them out. Strutmaster is one of our other big sponsors, um, has a uh, major display there as well. And they're going to break some news. They've got a major announcement there during the week. So uh, going to try to be a part of that. So anyway, uh, Tom Baker, Chase Cabry in studio with us for uh, most, at least of the first hour and uh, James Mellick as well. And uh, if you're listening to us live on the Performance Motorsports Network or watching us live in Charlotte, in the Charlotte area on uh, 25.2 WSIC TV, we appreciate you joining us. If you're hearing us on demand from one of our uh, on-demand sources by searching Race Chaser Radio and your favorite podcast platforms, well, we appreciate you uh, joining us as well. So however you're getting the program, we are happy to have you. Chase uh, has been talking about 2019, of course, um, he has been brought back for a fourth and final year uh, in the Drive for Diversity program. Um, as I keep an eye on the Snowball Derby here and see that Bubba Pollard has turned it around along yeah, with a couple just, of other cars. He just got turned right there. He is not happy. Yeah, I'm sure he's not. Yeah, he's probably. It looked like it was uh, Derek Thorne. Derek, yeah. yeah, Thorne who got, got him there. He got yeah, Thorne, Thorne, I think, yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, Snowball Derby going on live as we do this show because... We go live on Monday nights. The Snowball Derby got rained out on Sunday, so they're running it uh, on Monday evening as we're doing this show. We're just kind of keeping an eye on things. Time Majeski's been pretty much owning it for the last good bit here as we get down toward the end. Chase, uh, brought back for the fourth year with uh, Drive for Diversity. I'm curious, have you thought about life after D4D and what it might be like for you? Yeah, uh, I've done a lot of thinking about it. Uh, it's always on my mind, I think, every day. Um, and, and it's just something that... You know, I, right now I'm just, you know, enjoying what I'm doing. Uh, I'm enjoying for, and you know, very grateful, like I've said over and over in time, but uh, for the opportunities I have this year. Um, I've got, you know, last year I ran the Canon schedule. I ran a couple micro races. Um, and like I said, just before we went to break this year, I have 52 races planned. So uh, every year things change and, and literally day by day things are changing. So I think they're changing for the better. Um, and then, you know, I'm getting opportunities and, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly what after Rev Life holds. Um, I've been trying to talk to different people and obviously it takes a huge paycheck to, to go on uh, to the next series. So nobody's I mean, to get picked up off talent right now is so far fetched in between, uh, unless you get on it like a, with a program like Ford or uh, or Toyota uh, or Chevy. Um, I, I don't know much about their their program right now, but uh, it's so hard, you know, to get picked up off of off of raw talent. Uh, and there's only a few people that are really doing it right now. Christopher Bell being one of them, um, you know, and some on the dirt side. But uh, overall, I think it's just a matter of finding the right people to partner with. Um, and I think overall you have to do better off the racetrack than you do on the racetrack. Yeah. Uh, but as well as that said, you got to win races, uh, that's winning races and, and being up front all season long and everything I've been in this year, this season has, uh, shown me that that's what it takes. Um, people always said, you know, oh yeah, you know, talent, 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 you know, money, 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 this, 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 this. And then, like I said, I went from running 20 races to 52. Um, so I think results show a lot of people uh what what goes on see that's that's my thing too chase is i've always said that you know all this argument about well all it is is money it's wrong that's just factually wrong i mean if you look at guys like matt de benedetto and guys like ross chastain and um i mean denny hamlin was almost out of racing when he he got picked up um but 
it wasn't money that got him the opportunity with uh, with with the the late model uh, team that he ended up with. It was his talent that that got him that opportunity, and then Joe Gibbs picked him up from there. Um, you know, there are a number of drivers who who don't bring a ton of money, but they get opportunities. It may take them a while, but like you said, it's the ability to show that you can win and run up front and 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 be and be consistent on the track but also the ability to um to be the right kind of an individual off the track because obviously this is a sponsor driven sport so if you can't win, if you don't have money to bring you have to be able to attract it right uh i i will agree and disagree i agree there's opportunity if you are just that good if you are just that good and you are proving it every single time you get in a race car there is opportunity, but if you look at 95% of the field, it's because of money. Uh, but but there is that 5% that are doing it off talent. Well, uh, and the 5% are, are beating a lot of the 95 in well, some cases, too. Absolutely. You know? That's why Christopher Bell wins so many races. Yeah. Um, and, and Cole Custer and Justin Allgaier. Um, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of good drivers out there uh, and not everybody. And I can't, I can't fault anybody from coming from money. Heck, if I came from money... I'd You'd be, be that's spinning that's what it I keep the exact people. same way. Yeah. Uh, and I live life no better than anybody else, and, and that person lives no better than me. So right. um, I think we all have our own book. Uh, we all have the same book and have different ways of writing the same story. But, um, well, you know, I think overall it's uh, just about being in the right place, right time, right people, and there's no right way to do it. I couldn't, you know, when I, this is all said and done, if I'm racing cup for 20 years or if I'm, you know, racing sprint cars um you know if someone asked me hey how did you get to this point in life you know how did you get to here man i can't tell you how to make it as a cup driver i can't tell you how to do i you know there's no way to there's no one single way there's so yeah, many different exactly. ways and so Not many one people size fits all. come from different forms of racing and, and that's what makes our sport so unique yeah i agree with you um what what do you look at now that nascar has got arca and and we've kind of got a a bit of a a unique new sort of uh even though a lot of it's the same not all of it's the same they've kind of made it all one car between arc and KN. you got a lot of different stuff going on within uh underneath the umbrella what what do you look for in the coming season um with uh with regards to those series as compared to the way it's been uh i'm a weird guy uh, i try to not think about things because I, then I'll overthink it. Uh, so I don't. I, next year I, I'm going to New Smyrna to race New Smyrna like I did for the past three years. Last year we should have won the race and had a rear end failure. So um, if I start to try to think about, oh, is our motors going to be as good as the Arca motors? Are they going to tune the Arca motors down too much and we're going to be bad? I start second, you know, second guessing myself. Start looking at things differently, and then you know things start to. I, I trust my crew. I trust that they're you know doing everything they can to make my cars go as fast as they can. Um, I trust my ability behind the wheel, and and that's that's all I can do. Uh, I think thinking about things, and um, I think just s- stepping up and just kind of being mature about the situation is going to be the best best way to go. Tell us about Rev a little bit because. They they really underwent a pretty big change from last year to this year. A lot of personnel, a lot of different uh, situations there. Talk about what's going on over there a little more in detail for those who may not have kept up. 
Uh, I mean, I don't think they made too big of a change. Uh, all they did was move Jefferson Hodges from where he went. He took a job at Penske. Uh, so they moved Matt Booker from crew chief role to a competition director role and brought in Doug Howe. Um, that's, Doug Howe is a big get, though. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And those are the only two changes they made. Yeah, they moved people around in different spots. But overall— They decreased the amount of cars, cars too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I think Which that's, is, again, a big change. Yeah. And it's helped us a lot, uh, I think. But overall, uh, just people who are willing and wanting to work and wanting to go fast and caring about going fast is the reason we have excelled so much. Um, excelled so much, I should say. And and like someone like Doug Howe, yeah, he is a, a crazy good crew chief, and I'm blessed to have him. Uh, but to look at someone like Glenn Parker, my car chief, who just puts in the raw hours and and – just every moment he can find different ways to go faster, he tr- he does and, and he tries and so um, I think it's a it's a combination of everything we're doing right now. That that obviously lifts the entire team up when you've got your crew chief or your car chief putting in that kind of time. Um, and I'm sure even for yourself, it helps you to understand if I want to be a part of leading this team, I have to do that too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I spend every day in the shop. I'm I'm actually the first one in the shop every day. Uh, and me and Nick are, we get there at seven or the crew gets there at seven thirty. So, uh, me and Nick have a regimen that, that we've got on. And, uh, if we want to be leaders and, and show these guys that we care, we have to actually care. Um, and so right now I'm working on my micro that's in the shop. So they're working on K and N right now or Arca and, uh, I'm sitting right next to him working on my micro, getting ready for the shootout. And, and, you know, they like that. They like to see that, uh, they have a driver who can actually knows how to do things and sure. build my own bodies and, uh, you know, just really caring about racing and in, in, in general. So, uh, like I said, they it's it's working well right now, and I'm excited to to see what next year brings. Well, it certainly should be a, a, an interesting year. I think uh, with with kind of the new um, look of the Arca series and the way that it's all being run, um, I'm going to be interested to see how many new teams uh, funnel in. You know, kind of how the, the, the old K&N teams compare to what's what's going on with ARCA. Um, going to be a little different, but a lot of the same tracks are back. Um, you know, ARCA's got a couple of new races, uh, and I think one of them is Bristol. And uh, you obviously, I know there was a time when you didn't care for that track, but then you went out and I ran still well, don't. so... Still don't. No? No, you, still You haven't don't. let me talk you into saying I like it because your brain hears what your mouth says. And you no, gotta, still You want to go in? Oh, <laughs> I sat on the pole there last last race. Ran second. The, last year I ran second, sat on the pole, got wrecked. But I just don't like it. Just don't <laughs> like it. I'm going to have to hook you up with old DW's phone number because DW tells the story of how Kelly, I hear Kelly Yarbrough, he was first coming into the cup. Kelly would say, I hate Bristol and he never won there. So Daryl started telling himself how much he loved it and he won seven in a row. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that's, uh, there, there's something to the mentality there. Okay, we're going to have more with, uh, with Chase Cabry here, and we've got plenty more coming up on the show in the second hour as well. Stay tuned. You are watching or listening to Lead Lap, presented by HMS Motorsport, and we will be right back.
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Midlap rolls on on a Monday night. And uh, keeping an eye on the snowball derby, Augie Grill took a hard shot into the wall in that uh, last big caution there that Bubba Pollard was involved in. We're now back to green uh, and uh, getting ready for... uh, the, the typical end-of-race shootout. We'll try to keep you updated on uh, how everybody's doing there as we go along. Tom Baker in the WSIC studio with Chase Cabry and Red, James Mellick, and uh, talking about Chase and what he's got going on in 2020 and all of that. Um, and, you know, I remember when you first started in the late models all those years ago and... 
I say all those years ago, it really wasn't that long, like four or five years ago. And now you've kind of gotten to a point where I think you're on the verge, at least if you go out and have a, a really successful season this year, you may be on the verge of somebody saying, Hey man, you know, come and, uh, come and get my stuff. I mean, when you, back in those days, did you really see this as being a possibility that you would spend four years with Rev and win, win races at, even at the K and L level and all of that? I, I always dreamed of it. Um, that's back when I talked really fast and I was really excited yeah. all the time and I was always, you know, yeah. very giddy. Um, I, I think, <laughs> I think kid formally known as Chase Gabriel. I think, uh, I would have never known myself to be the calm, cool and collective one. Yeah, what happened anyway? What happened to you? I don't know. Somebody don't like know. hit you on the head or something. Yeah. Like you just, you just mellowed right out. Yeah. I don't know. I spent <laughs> too much time with my older brother, Colin. I oh, guess. <laughs> he's like blame the, the big brother. He's like the mellow guy you could ever be. Well, um, he really is. He's a great guy. Yeah. And he gets Missing married on Saturday. Too. Does he really? Congratulations, yeah. Colin. And my condolences on the loss of your freedom. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's great. He's a great guy. And I mean, you come from a great family and a family of racers. Yeah. Uh, Colin raced. Uh, and he ran the Canaan series for three years. Uh, I'm kind of jealous he got to run Canaan when it was really cool. Um, <laughs> and I'd say now it's Arca. Now, now the Arca series, the showdown, is going to be like how I, I think will be like how Canaan was, was when it was yeah. really cool. I think you're right. Um, the showdown that that ten race schedule starting at Phoenix in March uh, is going to be, I think, will be 35 to 40 cars strong. I think you'll have 15 to 20 cars that can win a race, and that that's cool. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. Is your little brother, you have a little brother, right? Is he racing? No, uh, he doesn't race. He doesn't uh, race. No, he he does the RC car stuff, and he's really good at it. He, well, he still races that. Yeah, he travels that's all racing. around. He goes to California. He There's goes, some big money in that yeah, stuff he, now. He's, he's, really pretty good. Good. he's really good at it. Um, I used to do that years ago, and now it's like there's people, I don't know if they're making a living doing it, but there's like bigger money races now. Yeah, like, he's, wow. he's he's really good at it. Um, and he comes along with me to all the dirt races, and he's my only crew. So uh, I tell him, make this change, he can make that change. So he's uh, he's my biggest advocate at the dirt tracks to for every bit of help I can get. And your dad used to be a professional wrestler. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> yes, my dad was in WWF before it was known as WWE. What was the ring name? Uh, Doink the Clown. Oh, uh, really? No, Doink the Clown. Are you no, serious? Yeah, there was like, yeah, no, for real. That is awesome. There's like, there was like six of them that played that role, or six or seven. I don't know how many people made. It's kind of like the Monster Jam stuff. Like when you got like. Was he like, really one of the. Yeah, well, yeah so he cool. was really. He had his little Dink the Clown. I was going to say, I thought Doink was a midget. Your no, dad's not. No, no, that Doink. Doink was the guy. Dink, oh, he was. That's Dink, right. Dink, Dink was the midget. The guy, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, that is so cool though. That your dad was a wrestler. That's really cool. I watch wrestling still to this day. So yeah, I can't say anything yeah, so, mean against it. So <laughs> I mentioned it. I had no uh, idea. Something cool I got to do this summer, and I was. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it. So whatever. Uh, but <laughs> oh, we're just gonna wing it. Um, I got to go be a part of Monster Jam University. I went up to Pax oh, Illinois wow. and trained with Tom Mentz for for five weeks um and got to do all that crazy stuff and uh drive monster trucks and and uh what's think about all that one of the coolest things i've ever done uh when see I, you would be a great monster jam yeah character yeah the, the monster jam trucks are crazy cool um and i've had a lot of fun uh working with tom he's a legend uh in that industry if you for you don't know that that's watching tom mince is uh is 
maximum destruction. I mean, yes. he is maximum destruction. Yep. Um, so uh, it was really cool that I got that opportunity to go up there and do that. And, uh, and we were there for, like I said, quite some time in uh, six weeks, I think, in total. Uh, and then had a final tryout deal. And um, we're, I, can't, I don't know, uh, we might be able to f- finagle one or two, three shows in this year. See, I think um, that'd be great. But who knows what will happen. But then, um, you know, that's something that I, I look to in 2021, too, if nothing comes on the NASCAR side. So Absolutely. I got a question. When you're talking about that, how abrasive is that to your body compared to just, like, driving in circles with a stock car? Does it hurt more or um, not as bad no, because it, it it takes the some of the absorb – it absorbs no, some no, of it? No, no, no. It hurts. It's rough. <laughs> See, I would rough. think It looks that. like it hurts. Yeah. It really does. No, no, I, I didn't those think it exactly would. Those aren't exactly soft like, ride like, suspensions. I didn't, no. I didn't think it would. I thought you'd hit, and the big tires and the big shocks were going to help you. No, no. It's like it, you just fell out of an airplane oh, onto the ground. Every time, man. Every time you land. And then you start to get used to the hits, and then you start doing bigger jumps and bigger tricks. Then you start to get – you go, oh, man, that hit hurt. Oh, that one stung. Then you start to get more used to those, and then you go bigger. So, like, it's a never-ending stop of going bigger, bigger, bigger. Sometimes you just pray. You just jump and just cross your <laughs> cross and <laughs> hope it don't, don't hurt when you land. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I would expect it would be rough, just be, like I said, because they're not exactly, you know, soft suspension vehicles, and you're you're – you're getting up there pretty good. All that weight is coming down. I mean, I would imagine that's, I don't even know how you prepare for that other than just work out like crazy to build yeah, bulk. I right? do just you... go get in the ring with the rock and let him just throw you in the air. That's about all you can do. It's, <laughs> it is an absolute, just full on, just take a beating for, for the 90 seconds of freestyle racing was fun. I love the racing aspect. Uh, you could, I, I like really excelled in that one because I've, raced a bunch uh so the people i was competing against they did a great job but the racing was like my thing sure uh, and it was once i could figure out the rear steer and you got the the thumb on the rear steer and you're it's a lot of there's a there's a lot of steer that goes in and things it's not like you know in a typical car where you might barely turn the wheel like a race car these things you are steering a ton so when you use a bunch of rear steering once i got that all hang figured out man i, I really like the racing aspect of it the freestyle was fun uh two-wheel skill and then we got to ride the uh, the uh, monster jam atvs and the speedsters as well so uh it was a really cool six weeks uh really fortunate to do it um we're gonna probably go back there this summer and do some more training i don't know um and and you know who knows what the future might hold you might see me as the next monster jam athlete well you know like i said you you would you would be a good i think a a good character there um there are there's a kid i can't remember his name now i'm gonna camden have, murphy camden murphy from the midwest you didn't have to did. say it yeah yep. camden uh was the reason i even did it and uh, see i would have never pictured him as but he loves it camden's and he's great at camden it is one of the best yeah. right now he is one of the best overall he's so young in the sport He's only been doing it for a couple years, and he a lot of he's got his own identity here. right yeah. now, uh, and and he is extremely good uh, at everything he does. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, it's just you know, and again, you, you're just trying to work somewhere in the sport, right? And I mean, you know, it's to me that's a 
it's not so much about the racing. It's more about the performance aspect yeah. and the entertainment aspect. Yeah, you got to entertain. You know, uh, yeah. But at the same time, we're all racers. We're all drivers. We want to win. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's a, it's. Um, but it's got to be a trip to go do that. Oh, it's crazy. I, I would have never thought in a million years I was going to ever get that opportunity. And I never thought in a million years I was going to be able to learn what I've learned so fast. And it was because of Tom Mintz. And in six weeks, gone from someone who didn't even know what they were doing to I'm ready to do a show. Uh, and, wow. Um, it, it was you know very cool experience. And uh, I'll forever be grateful. And, and if I ever get the opportunity to strap back in one, awesome. If I never do again get that opportunity I, i'm extremely grateful for for being able to do it now you're how old now chase 22 22 and you you've i mean just with the racing you've already done you you've done dirt track stuff some of the biggest shows in the country you've done monster jam now at least as far as training in it you've been you know in stock cars um i mean you've you've already had a pretty darn fun career at 22 and gotten to do some things that a lot of racers would never get to do. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. And uh, we might be running the Chili Bowl this year, so I'm excited oh, for that. Man. Uh, I got a message two days ago uh, from a guy, won't speak of the name yet, uh, said, hey, are you uh, looking for a driver for Chili Bowl? I know it's cutting it, getting cut, cutting it close. Uh you know, is something you're interested in. I know where there's I, an open car. And I said, heck yeah. And he said, well, I said, my next question was, do I got to bring money? Yeah. His next answer was, no, I got that covered. I said, all right, let's oh, talk. Wow. So, um, yeah, I don't have pockets to go run that, but, you know, if someone gives me the opportunity. So then I got that call to go run that car, um, and I have lunch with the guy tomorrow. Uh, so I'm extremely excited for it. You're breaking all kinds of news for us here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just glad we had you on tonight. Yeah, and then uh, I got another call uh, to run Chili Bowl for free. Uh, So right now, I'm just obviously the guy who gave me the opportunity first. I'm I'm having lunch with him tomorrow. I'm grateful for his opportunity. So uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, But if not, we got a backup plan. Well, that's awesome, Chase. Really, really excited for you. Okay. Told uh, you. I'm on the air breaking breaking. Yeah, well, we, we always like to have breaking news. We're uh, we're glad that uh, you showed up tonight. And uh, but we do have to take a break here. So, uh we'll we'll do one more round with Chase here uh as we continue along the way here on League Lap. But right now we got to step aside the show brought to you by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. We'll be right back. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. 
Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Speaking of... Young drivers with a future, Jesse Love, bringing us back from break. And we are back live on Lee Lap as we continue with our show. We do have Keith Graham from the Carolina Pro Late Model Series in studio, but you won't see him yet because we're still talking with Chase Cabry. We'll introduce Keith to you in the next segment. Chase, uh, wow, we just we have learned a ton about you today. <laughs> we, we've we've learned that uh, you went to. Uh, some training to be potentially a monster jam <laughs> athlete. Um, and, uh, you're, you've, you've got a possibility of two rides in the chili bowl. How about it? A or B. Um, I mean, that's gotta be exciting for you. Cause I know like you're a dirt guy. Yeah. I know you, you're doing the NASCAR stuff. Cause that's what everybody does. Cause it's big money and all that, but you're a dirt guy. I know, you, <laughs> I know you well enough to know. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to get excited. I've been promised so many rides in the past with whether it be in sprint car racing or in the, heck, if I listened to every ride that I had, I'd be in cup right now. <laughs> I'd have been in cup like yeah. 10 years ago. Uh, so you can't listen uh, to everything. Just take every opportunity for what it's worth. Uh, and I'll get excited about that deal when, when it's a for when sure. it's final. When yeah. I know, when I see the name on the car and it's happening. Okay, so you broke all this other news. Have you been in a rally car yet? No. You gotta, I mean, I'm just asking here. No. We went monster truck racing. We're talking about dirt. We're running asphalt with, with uh, Arca Cane and stuff. I mean, where's the rally cars at? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any connections in that world. I'd love to. Uh, I think it'd be cool, but uh, no, I don't, I've never sat in one. Never, never even been around one. So, uh, but but overall, yeah, like you said, I've had a I've had a great season. Uh, I've had good opportunity so far next year it's looking great um next year 
part of that 52 race schedule, uh, I'm going to be running a lot of payment sprint cars, uh, 360s down in Florida and doing some 410 stuff up north. So uh, really excited for that. I'm going to be driving for a guy by the name of Lenny Puglio uh, who had the likes of Dave Steele run his car in the oh, past wow. and Troy DeCare. Uh, so it's it's a winning car and it got big shoes to fill. Uh, but I don't think anybody's ever going to fill the, the shoes of Dave Steele. He was a legend in the sport and he always was. will be. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we still miss him to this day because he was he was a wheel man. Yeah, yeah. Dave yeah. still Dave Darlin, Jack Hewitt. That was racing in USAC in the nineties. Yeah, right so uh, Dave drove for Lenny, uh, and then Lenny got out of it. Um, and he, him, and my dad are really good friends, and uh, he started to f- kind of follow my career and called my dad up a couple months ago and said he wanted to buy some race cars again, and go back racing. Uh, and and have me drive his stuff, so I'm really excited wow. for that. And uh, he's willing to work around my ARCA schedule anytime I'm free. Go down to Florida and run some 360 races. And uh, when we get better and and get more comfortable, we'll start to go do some 410 stuff with the Musty Extreme Sprint Car Series up north. So uh, it's it's been it's awesome right now. Well, I know a certain Musty uh, tour racing announcer who's going to be awfully excited about that. <laughs> Jacob Seelman, um, <laughs> to hear that uh, you may eventually show up running um, in the, in his series because uh, that that's a great series. I mean, um, the the folks that operate that do a tremendous job with it. And um, wow, man, you're just all over the place. What <laughs> told you? We need to. Uh, so so what ha- what would happen if you got a flat track opportunity? You do any two wheel or are you just? I did grow up racing that. dirt bikes. That's uh, right, you did. That was my yes, background before yeah. before Dad said we're done. And uh, but is Dad gonna still say we're done? No, no. You uh, should though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get hurt real fast on those things. Yeah, um, it's against my contract right now to go ride anything with yeah. a motor and two wheels. So probably, probably a good thing. Yeah. It's against my contract to go mountain biking too. I, I burned that bridge the first year when I broke my collarbone. So, oh, that's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So you can't go ride one of those little scooters downtown. Oh no, we do do that every you can't time do that. we go down to Charlotte. <laughs> it's, got, it's just two wheels and a motor. So I was just saying. Uh, uh, it's there's exceptions. There's exceptions. To <laughs> yeah, that. it's got to be an actual motor. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think a can't be an motor. electronic one. Funny yeah, story. I went down there. We always when we go down to Charlotte. Oh, Ty Majeski just got turned in the snowball. He snow sure did, and, and he's got checker. some heavy. There's about five Holy cars cow. involved, and Ty's got some heavy damage. Oh well, man, well they just tore him up there. Yeah, um, a little bit of your ADD came out there. Wow, you were in the middle of the story. Yeah. And it was like, oh, look at the sorry. Kitty. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, it was a big one. Um, but anyways, we went down to Charlotte for we go down when we go down for the Hall of Fame stuff and, and go do the things at NASCAR. We went on to to uh, to go to eat and we got on the scooters and I was like, I'm a Papa Wheelie. Well, oh boy. they're front wheel drive, right? <laughs> of course. So are. that's the reason they're front wheel drive. So I got mad that it was front wheel drive. So I'm trying to just lift it up and down, up and down, up and down. Well, that set off some sensor and went beep, 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 locked the front wheels, and I shot off about 10 feet. Oh. Had my nice polo on for my team, ripped the hole in it. it oh, was, man. It was a disaster. <laughs> that sounds like a great time. That was a good idea, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bet you won't do that again. Yeah. I, I mean, we've got some stories. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I bet. I I think probably you better save some of the other ones because I'm not sure that your uh, your team <laughs> and sponsors would want to hear them. Uh, but, uh, no, you, again, I mean, it's amazing just in this last year, all the opportunity that you've developed. And, you know, a lot of it, I think too is who you know, 
But at the same time, you have to earn that by your performance. And you certainly have proven yourself on both surfaces over this past year. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I've, I've tried. Uh, we, we, I work really hard for it. And uh, I'm really excited to, to see what next year holds. And uh, hopefully running a lot of races means a lot of wins, a lot of good finishes, and uh, can rack up a nice resume for myself. So, um, like I said, overall, it's uh, it's been a great year. Um with Rev and and then on the dirt side I've had a really good year uh, and then going into next year just like I said got to continue with what we've got going uh, and, and like I said oh time and time again I'm just very fortunate for for what I'm doing right what now. What do you tell? What are you teaching Nick right now? What are you telling him about next season? What what if 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 our audience were Nick's Nick, what would you be telling him? Telling the audience about what what to expect next year after running the late model stuff for a bit. Oh, Nick's good. Uh, Nick's fast by himself. He's scary fast by himself. Um, he's got a lot to learn under race conditions uh, and how to navigate himself over a long run, and I tell him that every day. Uh, you've got to watch more film. You've got to study, study, study. I'm an advocate of watching film. I think I've watched every race that's also shootout leading up to it at least four times, and it's 1,200 entries. So you tell me how many hours I've spent. Talk about ADD has gone away when it comes down to that. <laughs> um, but Nick is, I feel like he's got to do a little bit more study and to just understand how to how to hold yourself uh, throughout a 150, 200 lap race. Uh, there's ways to go around it. There's ways to, to, to be better at it. And that's something I was fortunate enough to work with Mark Green, uh, who's my driver coach now. Uh, but Mark did such a good job of helping me all along uh, just how to, how to, maximize time and maximize you know how to how to be in the best situations at the right time do you do much with i'm sure you do but how much time do you spend sim racing do you have a simulator at rev and how does how much time do you spend in the in in the sim actually doing that kind of thing so uh i, I love i racing um swindell speed lab is has been one of my great partners kevin's Kevin a great Swindell. a great friend of mine uh, i'm yep. actually on his esports team um do all oh, the wow. do all the world of outlaw stuff so no kidding i yeah, didn't know that yeah uh been that's in, awesome been in the pro series on on the dirt side of i racing for a long time uh so since it's been out for the past two years so uh i i enjoy it i have fun doing it um it does get like right now, I haven't been able to get on much. Um, I did get to play a little bit yesterday at Chili Bowl, just getting ready for Tulsa uh, and, and hopefully the Chili Bowl. But I think it's just it's just a matter of uh, getting time to do it. But I, I do. I love iRacing. I think it helps me overall just continue to stay sharp on racecraft. Um, I don't think it – in my opinion, no, it doesn't teach you how to race race cars. Uh, but it does teach you – Racecraft, I think, because at the same time, it teaches you the mental approach. Yeah, I do. As far as the um, the setup part of it, yeah, I mean, mean, not necessarily. Yeah, like I just, I don't feel like if you take someone who's great at eye racing and shove them into a real car that they're going to go out there and be crazy good. It's going to take them time. Uh, and we sure, but you can learn the basic, but you can learn the basics of it. Um, and I think for someone who's racing and using it, I think it helps you with your racecraft. you know. Because there are some real guys who have no idea what they're doing on iRacing. So it helps you <laughs> learn when you get around guys who have who are just sketchy to be around. Yeah. Um, uh, but, it, it, you know, I think there's things it helps you with. And on the dirt, I think it helps you more than anything. I think dirt racing, sim racing it helps with dirt, just knowing when to move and how to move, uh, when you're going to go to the top, when to run the bottom, when to run the middle. 
um, and, and when to throw the slider, when to cross it over. There's, you know, it, it's, it's crazy how much it helps. Okay, so we got just a couple of minutes left here. So first of all, before you cut out of here, um, I know you can't do all this stuff that you're doing by yourself, and I'm sure you got a pretty long list of people to thank. So have at it, my yeah, friend. Yeah, uh, of course. I thank my guys at Rev Racing, the guys that bust their tails every day uh, so we can be as strong as we've been. Um, and the guys and the people from the Drive for Diversity program and, you know, just everybody that, that puts an input into my career and has given me opportunities. They, they wouldn't come along without these people and the, and the hard work that they've put in their whole life to be able to give people like me opportunities to drive race cars. So uh, I could sit here and rattle off and rattle off names that, that nobody rem- would remember uh, from a single interview. But I think most importantly, okay. I need to sit here and just be thankful for, for the people that do bust their tails so, so I can have opportunities. Well, where can fans follow you? Social oh, media, website, all that good stuff. Yeah. And buy your merch. Since yeah. you said you put up a merch line while you had mono. <laughs> yeah. You need to get sick more often. You get really productive when you're sick. Yeah, chasecabry.com. Uh, I've got a, a merch line there. Um, but, but you know, just stay in tune to my Instagram and Twitters. Uh, I try to, to stay intact there. I'm not the greatest at social media. I could be better at it, uh, but but I do get on there and, and have some fun every once in a while. Well, uh, it's always fun to have you in the studio, and you know you've got an open invitation anytime. Um, and thanks for breaking some news potentially for yeah, us here. How we, about it? We just laid it on the <laughs> it line. It certainly did, man. We yeah. uh, we're always excited. I'm not a have... big enough name yet to where people are tweeting this right now. You know, it's it's like a. Oh, yeah, he's doing that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, they will be shortly. That's Chase Cabry, and you are listening to and or watching uh, Lee Lap, and we're going to be back with Keith Graham from the Carolina Pro Late Model Series, and we got Grant Thompson coming up later in the show as well, a rising star from uh, from Alabama. I was starting to say Kentucky. That's where I'm going tomorrow. Alabama, and uh, Grant will be joining us uh, shortly on the broadcast back with more league lap presented by hms motorsport the leaders in motorsport safety right after this when do you think of a plumber like most people even if it's an emergency you can be confident about who will arrive to help you for quality and reliability count on someone you can trust call on the plumbing services of Hague quality water of maryland plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency we handle all kinds of preventative maintenance too Hague quality water of maryland is family owned here in annapolis since 1993 for a refreshing choice call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Tyler Ingram going trucking full-time next year with uh, GMS Racing and happy for Tyler. We're going to try to get him on one of our race chaser shows, uh, either between now and Christmas, or we always take a, a couple of weeks off for Christmas and New Year's. So um, if we don't get him on before this calendar year ends, we'll get him on as soon as we come back in January. Tyler, one of our favorite guests, as is Chase Cabry, who was just with us for most of the first hour. Um, didn't even get a chance to chat about uh, the big news of the day. Cole Pern stepping away from his duties with Martin Truex at Joe Gibbs Racing. He is, um, I don't want to use the word retirement because he didn't. Just going to say that uh, he is leaving the team and the sport, pursuing opportunities outside of the sport. He said he just wants to um, spend more time with his family and not travel so much. And uh, James Mellick, you can somewhat identify from the perspective of working on a team every day um, with that mentality. He's been um, doing it for several years. He's got young kids and wants to just be a part of their uh, part of their lives as they're growing up. He doesn't want to miss all that. You can't blame him as a father. No, you can't blame him for that at all. I understand how hard it is to travel on the road every weekend. I was a part of that for seven years, just on the road every week. And uh, you miss a lot of stuff, especially if you, you have kids. You miss yeah. all their uh, plays Birthdays and shows, and, yeah. birthdays. You miss uh, friends and family getting married. Yeah. You miss Sometimes you even miss your own anniversaries. Uh, you spend your birthdays yourself alone on the road with just your yep. brothers on yep. your team. Uh, so it's it takes a toll on you, and a lot of people don't think of it as taking much of a toll on you. But as a human, uh, not having... Um, the family time, basically, is you would need. It's tough, and I respect him for the People decision. People don't realize that when you have a job that requires you to be to be on the road, and not just on the road, you know, and back at the end of the day, but on the road constantly, thirty six weeks out of the year, like a cup team does. You know, your your life goes on without you for most of the year. Yeah, and when you come back, you just kind of have to assimilate. 
And it's hard to do that because about the time you sort of get settled back in again, it's the holidays and it's time to go back out. And so, you know, it's, it's just hard. You, it's, it's, it's not, uh, um, yeah, it's fun. And certainly in, you know, a number of cases it pays well, but, um, you know, you can only do it for just so long, I think. Yeah. And then you just kind of burn out. And, it's definitely a young man's you know, sport for sure. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I did it for an extended period of time. <laughs> yeah, joining us on the uh, the program, we should uh, introduce Keith Graham. Um, Keith is the founder of the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. It's a brand new series that's going to be making its debut on March 20th, 20th and 21st at uh, Dillon Motor Speedway. It will be your first weekend of racing in 2020. And um, I'm excited about this because... I, th- I have thought that in the Carolinas, we've needed a pro late model series for a long time. Um, what made you decide to be the one who pulls the trigger and starts one? Well, I had a few of my friends who race in the, in that pro series with a certain, a few other series around here. Uh, and, uh, they kind of planned the seed. They planned the seed. We talked about it for a couple of weeks and here I am now. And, uh, it kind of went balloon from there. I just, Stepped up and went and did everything I needed to do. Started making contacts to racetracks, laid out, got together with those particular guys, and we laid out a rule package and launched it. For those who don't know you, talk about your background um, in the sport because you are a racer. Yeah, yeah, I was born, raised in Pensacola. Matter of fact, I'm a. Oh wow! You know, so, as we watch the tail end of the, uh, the derby, yeah. derby today, so, you, got a, you got a little bit of a connection there. Just a tick. I mean, I never up until I moved up here 15 years ago. I, from the time I was a kid until then, I never missed a derby. I was either there helping somebody, or I never, unfortunately, I never got to race it. My cousins raced it. Uh, I was helping Steve Grissom and Mickey Gibbs because I was just a kid back in the day. My wow. cousin, my cousin actually helped them, you know. So I was just there wiping the wheels off and stuff. I really didn't say if you want to call that help. I was just trying to be the the kid who wiping wheels, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so. you just want to be a part of it. That's Absolutely. right. I yeah. love love snowball derby, and one of these days, that's on my bucket list. I may never get to run the derby itself, but I'm gonna race a car there at some point. Well, whether um, it's the outlaw stock or something. I was gonna say they got the snowflake for the yeah. pros. So yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we kind of winding down yeah. in this year's edition of the derby. We've had several crashes toward the end, as you know, you could expect, and um, and a, and a little bit of an unexpected development. Uh, the city of Pensacola got hit with a cyber attack this afternoon that knocked a lot of the uh, internet and such down. Um, so the broadcast of the Snowball Derby on uh, Speed 51 was actually out for a while because it affected their situation, but um, they've got it back and had it back for a while. So, yeah. Uh, but what a, I mean, you, you don't, that's, you know, when you think about, um, you know, a, a, a race and, and you're preparing and you try to, you know, well, what can go wrong or what, you know, a, a cyber attack's not generally on your list, but uh, yeah, I agree. welcome to today's world, I guess. So, um, you know, got to, got some stuff going on. It looks like the, uh, looks like it's over with, actually. Uh, we got, I uh, can't tell who that is, but. Uh, it's Steve Nassie. Is it Nassie? Yeah, it's Steve Nassie with the win there at the uh, Snowball Derby. back down here. So, Stephen Nassie picking up the win in this year's 52nd Annual Snowball Derby. Okay. Go ahead. Getting back to something? my background. Yeah, I was going to say, get back to your background. We went off the road there with <laughs> yeah, the we Snowball Derby. Yeah, we went a little derby. ADD. We had Cabrian yeah. in the last hour, and he's ADD, so we. But being born and raised there, being around racing all my life, and then, of course, I was in Florida 
pursuing trying to get into the NASCAR scene, just like a lot of guys. Yeah, so um, I actually ended up was sending resumes and got into the trucking industry and started driving trucks professionally just to get a, put another notch right. on my belt. And uh, I got somebody to talk to a couple people on the phone from race teams, and they asked me how tall it was, and I said 6'3". They said, well, I've got resumes that tall, so the only way you're going to get a job up here <laughs> is if you, if you put, put in FaceTime. So I uprooted and – Moved to North Carolina. I've got resumes that tall. That's well, and that's people don't realize how many. I mean, these race teams are inundated. Oh yeah, it took Just two years constantly inundated. It took two years once I got up here to meet. It. I started rubbing elbows and meeting the right people. My both my sons raced BMX out at Hornets Nest BMX in Charlotte. Oh wow! And uh, so, and then of course I met people there from race teams and this and that and the other, and it kind of got me past the secretary. You know, and then uh, I actually gave up on it uh, two two and a half years in, and I was decided I was going to just continue on my current job. At that point, I was doing real well, and I got a phone call from an NHRA drag racing team as I was on my way to vacation, and they, <laughs> and they called me and said, "Do you still want to drive trucks?" And I said, "Yes, I do." And I did a U-turn. My wife dropped me <laughs> I off. I was going to say, and she continued. We'll turn this car on right yeah. now. Yeah, and went to work for vacation's a, over. NHRA drag race team for six and a half years for NHRA. Wow. Yeah. So with Dave Conley and Jed Coughlin and, and some of those guys. So what was that he, like? Heavy. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. I really loved it. I actually still miss that part. I miss the. I don't miss the touring and and the traveling, just yeah. like you guys said, because yeah. with that scene, we wouldn't we wouldn't regulated on testing in the pro stock division. Yep. So we would race test, race test, race test. We never came home. You know, and, and and it was just that was the bad part. It it almost wrecked my life a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So well, but. it's again people, the fans that watch these things, they see the glamour on Sunday afternoons mm-hmm. on their TV, and they think that's all it is. Like it's all that, yep. and you know that's that's the final three hours of your week. Is that's what right. that is. Of a seventy-hour week or so, in some cases. Most of us enjoyed the race weekend because that was the easy part right. of our week when we yep. raced. <laughs> you yeah, know. you stood so. still for a couple of days and, yeah. and were able to to just focus on the racing, which yep. is kind of the point of it all. Um, but you have to do all that other not fun stuff all week long to get to that point. That's right. You know, yep. and uh, and especially, you know, I think about some of these World of Outlaws, you know, I mean, it's almost 90 races a year. Like, insane. how do you do that? Absolutely <laughs> it's unbelievable. insane. And it's the same, you know, if you're a touring musician or whatever, you know, you're, you're gone on tour. And that's why a lot of musicians after a while, they just don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I want a life if they even have any left. That's right. You know, it's just a tough deal. But um, so you started the series. Um, talk a little bit about what the series is and what are your sort of philosophies and what is this series going to be? Uh, well, I my intentions are for it to be one of the, if not the premier series in the Carolinas. That's my long-term plans. Um, but it was built more for uh, racers on a budget. I mean, my motto is it's a racer-built series right. for racers. You know, and that's, I mean, I, a racer-built series for racers. I know I repeated it, but it, that's that is my goal to, to for them guys to be able to come race with me and have fun and not have to break the bank doing it. So from what I'm seeing here, you can run a 602, 603, 604, 
you can run a Ford uh, D motor, as I've always known them, or yeah. the D three three four seven, you know, SR motors, yeah. or the McGunnigill four twenty five crate engine. You, you there's your there's your engine uh, choices as of right now. Yes, as of right now. <laughs> okay, but I need data. Um, so, um, how are you going to regulate? How are you going to keep things even? Because we all know that all crates are supposed to be equal. That doesn't mean they necessarily are. Uh, well, I've got a fantastic uh, tech head tech guy by the name of Kyler Honeycutt. He came from the past series, and uh, we are going to work diligently on policing these engines. Okay. That is, without getting too deep into it, the engines are going to be a, a uh, we're going to focus on the, on the engine. Very process. high priority. Very high priority because that's been a lot of questions that uh, I've had from numerous people interested in running my series is how are we going to police those engines? Come to my race and you'll find out. <laughs> well, um, first race coming up March 20th and 21st, a weekend at Dillon Motor Speedway. It's going to be a 100 lap feature uh, coming up in March to start off the series. We're going to have more with Keith. In around in uh, well about three minutes or so, but we gotta step aside and do this first. So we'll be back with more of League Lap presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Right after this, you own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. 
from technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Rocking along with another lead lap show and having a good time talking with uh, Keith Graham, who is the founder of the all-new Carolina Pro Late Model Series. It's going to be making its debut actually in South Carolina at Dillon Motor Speedway, March 20th and 21st, 100-lap feature for the brand-new series and we were starting to talk about motors, and you were saying that uh, the motors are going to be a very high priority for you. Um, but motors aren't the only thing you got to pay attention to in a budget series. Talk about, tell us a little bit about tires and anything else that you feel is important to highlight about what uh, drivers and fans can expect with, with your series in 2020. Well, we, a lot of the series. You know they have the they let you buy four tires every week, or they want you to buy four tires every week. Well, that gets expensive, very sure expensive. Does. And uh, so we're we're just uh, laying out a four a two tire rule where you know at their initial race when they come with me, uh, they'll buy four and then I'll impound two, and then they buy and take two with them and they buy two every week following that uh, with my series. And uh, like I said, and they'll and I'll give them their two scuffs back the following week. Uh, that's really the the car wise. I mean, most of the cars, a lot of the cars are going to run with us are older chassis. So you know, some of the guys can't you know, afford to go to some of these weekly races. And we're that's again where we're cutting down the budget situation. Where we're going to race once a month, give our, our racers time to recuperate and uh, recoup some of the money they spent tr- building having a race car. Because no matter what do you do, you're going to spend money. Racing costs. Oh, absolutely. Money, you yeah. Know. So it's looking at the schedule, um, March 20th and 21st is your opening weekend at Dillon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming, is that a Friday, Saturday? Yes. Okay. Yep. So practice Friday, race Saturday. Yes, sir. That works. Okay. Yeah. We'll um, be there with the vintage nationals. Uh, Dil- uh, Ron Barfield at Dillon is having a big vintage race and we'll be a support see, I series love those cars. for the vintage nationals. I love those cars. I just love watching those cars. I love looking at those cars. So that's going to be fun. Okay. Um, and then a couple weeks later, April the 4th. You're at Hickory for a 75-lap race. Yes, sir. And that is the first of two, four, six, six races. Yeah, six. Hickory gave us a, a big up, a big the platform. place of the stars. Yeah, but he gave us a great platform to race on. Sure did. Uh, for our initial season, he he really uh, came out big and helped us out. He wanted more races, but I wasn't ready to more. get Yeah, he wanted more. <laughs> But I, we <laughs> Two-thirds wasn't, wasn't enough, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, April 4th, Hickory. May 9th, Hickory. June 13th, not Hickory. We go to Orange County yep. for 75 laps. And I love Another Orange track County. I love, yeah. I love yeah, Orange County. That's going to be a great show. Um, then, June 27th, two weeks later, we go back to Hickory. And uh, July 18th, back to Hickory again. 
And then we break from Hickory and go back to Orange County yeah. on August the 15th. Um, September the 5th, uh, Hickory Motor Speedway, and October 17th, Hickory Motor Speedway. Yes, so sir. if you're good at Hickory, you ought to be good in the series. Um, so between Hickory and Orange County, they have eight of the nine events scheduled. Dillon Motor Speedway is the only other track on your schedule, and that is the opening weekend. Um, and, you know, people, I'm sure people will have things to say about that but when you're a new series and you're trying to get started it isn't like you've got any evidence to go to any other tracks and say hey and you also didn't want to put 14 or 15 races on the schedule oh, no. either to start off you wanted to make sure that you started this off with a manageable number of races that you felt like you could control and you know, and make the first year work well. Definitely. That was the, my thought. And uh, my, I wasn't uh, trying to put words in your mouth. It's you okay. and, you that, and I have talked already. So. Yeah, that was definitely my <laughs> thoughts. I did not want to over- overwhelm myself because I've, I've already had some phone calls from other facilities in the area. Oh, that, I'm sure. That want to want some dates. And it's tempting, you know, but I, me personally, I just don't want, I, yeah. I can't, I don't want to over myself. I don't want to overload, overload right. my guys. And, you know, I want to get this series. I got to grow it a little bit. I need some data. I need these guys to come race with me. Just let me see what they got. Let me tighten up the rules a little bit. And, you know, and then maybe next year we'll open it up a little bit. But right now, let's just go race. Let's let's put some content on the racetrack, and let's tighten this up and make this premier series of the Carolinas. See, I think, honestly, that in this day and age, if you could run 12 solid races, to me, I feel like that's a manageable number for the most people. Yeah. You know, when you start getting up to 15, 18, 20 and above, then there are some of the people that just for a a variety of reasons can't do that many races. So, you know, starting off with nine is, you know, that's a that's a good schedule. And, And I think the fact that most of them are at two tracks will make it easier because once you do the first one at Hickory and then do the first one at Orange County, you kind of know how those tracks work, where everything is, mm-hmm. you know, how to put on the show there. And so then as you keep going back, it takes that out of the learning equation. You kind of get all of that down. Um, and then when you go to a new track, maybe the following year, you start going to one or two newer tracks. You'll already kind of know how to set up at the tracks and so forth and and uh, just be prepared. James, did you want to jump yeah. in? Yeah, also with him only going to a couple of tracks, that helps out with the guys who own the cars. Now, I mean, For sure. you don't have to buy all these specialty right. pieces like a different upper or different lower to go to a different track. Right. You already have that upper or lower unless it gets bent or crashed in an incident. So, And then the tires as well. Yeah. It's already another big thing. You don't have to always change tires because you already have the same compound. So it's a yeah. big money saver for them. That, uh, they're all one-day shows except for Dillon. Uh, but all, they're all yeah, one-day shows. what happened there? Like how does Barfield get two days and everybody else gets one? Uh, what, it, what did he, well, did he like pay you extra or something? Or? No, he did not. Uh, <laughs> his, his vintage deal was a two-day deal. Uh, I, I, this is where we uh, – you don't – it was an optional practice for Friday, but right. you don't never tell a racer it's there's an optional practice for Friday because there's never an optional practice. You open the say, track, the racer's coming. If you know, so it, there either is practice or there isn't yeah. practice. Yeah, so you know, it's kind of like uh, when somebody says, "I'll try." The brain doesn't understand the word "try." You either are going to do it or you're not going to do it. 
So when you open the track for practice, either you're telling them there is or you're telling them there's not. That is correct. You tell them it's optional, they're all coming anyway. That's right. I mean, (laughs) me, when I was racing, if if it was open five days, all right, I guess we're testing all five days. Well, it's it's always interesting to me, too, because I feel like payment circle track racers, especially in the South, and, and again, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get mail for this, but they are the most overpracticed drivers in the entire country. You go to a dirt track on Friday night, and every division gets like five laps, and then we go racing. You you go to one of these pavement races, and these guys want to rent the track on Thursday, have the all day practice on Friday, and then go practice and race on Saturday. Like, guys, the track doesn't change. How long does it take to get the car dialed into the racetrack? I've never understood. I, I know if you're a newer driver, mm-hmm. obviously, then obvious, there are exceptions. But these guys have been racing for years. What is the advantage of just more practice? What it, You know, it's, it's, well, it's funny. Me personally, it, well, I guess, again, it, it also depends on the seat time. Me personally, when it, it was seat time, I just wanted seat time. Right. I just wanted, that's all I wanted. I, but if you're Bob Pollard, I mean, honestly. Well, you know, <laughs> I guess they're, unless they're trying stuff out. Putting well, some new, sure, some, if you're trying new setups. But. Yeah, putting some uh, some parts some crazy parts on the cars and wanting to see if they I work just, I, i've just always yeah. found that to be interesting it's just something different but and we love being on the racetrack I don't, well, whether i'm sure. racing or yeah, not i want to be i want to just I wanna do be on, i want to make laps absolutely you know? yeah so. yeah so so uh i know hickory obviously is the big track in this equation um but what are you what are you kind of response are you getting i know you you, you said you had some other tracks that have called you about dates so I mean, do you feel like the general consensus is that the tracks and the drivers and the teams are excited about this going into the year? Absolutely. I, my, my phone is uh, absolutely blown up. I mean, I, I talk so much during the day with people. I've gotten people calling me from Tennessee, Indiana. Wow. I had, had a guy call me the other night from, uh, from Montgomery. He said he wanted to come up here. This is his exact words to me was he wanted to come up here and run once a month with me and be my inaugural champion. You know, in my 2020 <laughs> season, and wow. he was from Montgomery, Alabama, because wow. there was some some stuff going on down there that he just not not a fan of okay. in that, this particular type of racing, and uh, he he wore me out for 30 minutes on the phone, just telling me how much how excited he was to come up here and run with me, and well, that's, that's the awesome. kind of phone calls I'm been getting just from Good all over you. this region, and that's why I feel I feel confident that I mean I, I hate to if I say it, it's going to blow up in my face, but I feel confident that I'm going to have a good 24 plus field of cars if not 30 i i you think know, you will i, feel I, I told you that, that the other day i think i think 30 cars a race in the first year maybe not at dylan perhaps but 30 cars a race in the first year i think is very possible for your series because you're filling a, a void that that's badly needed here i agree and i think it's i think the timing is perfect for this okay um you have a website carolina pro late model series.com um, and I'm going to let you read the sponsors so far that you've got because they're yours. All righty. Well, I've got uh, <laughs> uh, Fabrication Associates, uh, uh, HMS Hydrographics, Pods Moving and Storage, One Rail, First Aid, Dave Engine Enterprises, Tom Buzzy Racing, and AR Bodies, and currently seeking many more 
if uh, anybody wants to give me a call, they well, can find me on my website. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, I don't want you to give your phone number, but, uh, well, I guess you can if you want to, but how do they, they, they go through your website to get in touch? Uh, they can go through my website, okay. our Facebook page, uh, Caroline Pro Late Model Series, okay. uh, you know, Facebook page, and... Um, yeah, my, my contact information is on the website and the Facebook page. Okay. And just reach out to me. We're pretty responsive well, on getting back with you. Don't uh, go anywhere. We're going to keep Keith around, but uh, coming up around the turn here, we're going to hear from a young Alabama racer. I want you to, I want you to hear this kid, uh, Keith. Uh, Grant Thompson going to be giving us a call, and he's got some things going on, and he just did a thing down in uh, uh, Pensacola, Florida. He ran part of the Snowball Derby weekend. And so he's going to call and talk to us about that uh, right around the turn. So we're going to be back with more of Lead Lap. It is sponsored by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, also by strutmasters.com, the suspension experts, and of course, mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. More of the show after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, 
Designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Monday Night Dance Track. No, uh, sorry. Welcome back to Lead Lap, mm-hmm. presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com, and they will also be at the PRI show, along with our other one of our other major sponsors, Strutmasters. So if you're attending the uh, PRI trade show this week in Indianapolis, make sure you stop by the HMS booth and stop by the Strutmasters booth and uh, tell the folks there that uh, you appreciate them sponsoring uh, the the shows that we do here uh, because that's what keeps us going. And uh, we've got a young man on the phone right now who um, had himself a little bit of fun down in Pensacola uh, on Thursday night, which um, seems like it was yesterday, but it was a few more days back than that. Um, so welcome back to the show. Grant Thompson, a 13-year-old racer who is uh, fast, making a name for himself as one of the rising young stars. Grant, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, we've got Keith Graham with us, who's the founder of the newly uh, minted Carolina Pro Late Model Series, who's going to be starting here in the Carolinas uh, come 2020. We're excited about that, but we're just as excited about what you uh, did this past week in uh, Pensacola, Five Flags, taking part in Snowball Derby Weekend in the um, the truck portion of the weekend, which is your main division. And first of all, I want to know what it was like for you because you you race there all the time, and you know you run you you tour with uh, your truck throughout the year. But what was it like for you at 13 years old? to be a part of such a huge weekend as the snowball weekend for the first time, what was it like for you? Well, I was definitely super excited to be a part of that big event because it's one of the biggest events of the year for a lot of racers around the country. And not only was I just excited just to be there, but that was also my first snowball derby as a 13 year old. So I was one of the only young ones in the field but uh, I knew it was going to be a very hard race, so I was super nervous, but I was very excited for the opportunity That because I knew all the best of the best of the uh, truck drivers were going to be there, and definitely a lot of very fast and definitely very experienced truck drivers were there. So I knew I was going to have to work really hard, qualify really well, and just work hard all weekend to get a good starting spot in that race. But... Like I said, I was very excited to be in my first snowball derby as a 13-year-old. Did it feel different to you when you got there and you unloaded and you're you're kind of getting into your pre-race routine? Did it have a different feeling for you? Was it kind of a little extra? Uh, did you get a little extra keyed up for it? Yes. I, as soon as I got there, I was. it felt a little bit different because we weren't normally parked in the same spot that we normally are. But like I said, the pra- practice was real short, and I mean it was real crammed. There was a bunch of late models in the pit, so we were we were very tight on schedule. But that was that's just how big racing is. Whenever you got one of the biggest races of the year, so I mean I was a little nervous just about maneuvering on the pits and just 
being able to be able to race. But um, I was, it felt a little bit different. But as soon as we got on the racetrack, it felt just as normal as it normally would in a regular race. You hear that all the time from uh, drivers. You're, you're nervous. You're kind of keyed <laughs> up till you get in the car. And once you hit the track, then uh, the, the, the training just takes over. The programming takes over. And it's just, uh, just doing circles uh, at that point trying to focus on what you're doing. Now, you did well on the day. Walk us through practice and qualifying. Well, in practice, we were really fast. We, were, we weren't at the top of the board, but we were around the top three to top five all practice. So uh, we had a really good truck. I can't thank the guys enough that helped us out to make this thing fast. But um, we had a really good truck. We were super fast in practice, and I knew that I knew that I was going to have a good truck for qualifying, but I had to remember I had to hit my marks and just to make sure that I didn't mess anything up in qualifying. So, I mean, just throughout the day, that was really building up my nerves, just if I was going to get a good qualifying spot, if I was going to do everything I was supposed to. And it came up to qualifying, and I was getting more nervous as the trucks kept pulling out and making laps. And the guy that actually qualified on the pole went a new track record, so I was I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to get the pole? <laughs> and I knew that I didn't have to get the pole in order to do well in that race. We, me and my dad wanted around first, third to fifth, so I pulled out in the racetrack, and the first lap wasn't as good as I thought it would be, but the second lap came around, and we ran a really good lap time. It was my fastest lap ever at the track, so as soon as I got done with qualifying, we we watched the rest of qualifying, and we ended up finished qualifying third. So nice. I knew I had a good starting spot for the race. So I was definitely excited. I'm sure you were. Okay, so then you get into the race. Talk about how the race went for you because, I mean, you finished really well. Talk about the race, though. The race was really good. Um, while we were scrubbing our tires, waiting to come get the green flag, I was I was just thinking about how the race would go. But I didn't know how it was going to go because I didn't know – if we were going to have any cautions or anything like that, but surprisingly, we didn't have any cautions. So wow. as soon as <laughs> I know, so Green as soon as we took the green, um, first and second stayed on the outside. Well, they stayed side by side for the first couple laps, and second place I got on the inside of him, and I ended up passing him. So we were. Uh, I was running in second at that time, and I was right behind the leader, and he was. He was going really fast, and I thought that every, I thought somebody would save their tires, and no one really saved their tires in that race because it was a <laughs> 50 light race. So I didn't have a whole lot of time, right. but we ran second for pretty much the whole race. the The first 15 to 20 laps, I was right on his back bumper, just trying to get put the pressure on him, and towards the Towards the final laps of that race, everyone's tires were starting to go away. We didn't have that much grip, and people were sliding all over the place. Lap traffic was on the way, but um, we had a good race. We stayed pretty consistent. We we uh, ran really consistent lap times. And as the race went through, the leader pulled away from me as, as much as it seemed. And it was... It was a hard race, but it's the snowball derby. Everyone's trying to win the race. And, you know, it came to five to go, and I told my dad, I said, I don't have any more grip, and he just said, hold on to it. And yeah. uh, <laughs> third place, I think I was clear by about five truck lengths, so I didn't have a whole lot of room, 
but I knew if I made a mistake, he was going to be right there. So I had to be patient with my tires, but also I had to be really fast. So those last five laps were probably the most, you know, nerve-wracking laps of the race. So I bet. We ended up getting... <laughs> We ended up getting the white flag, and he, he said clear by five. So I knew all I had to do was get through two more corners in order to finish that race. So we ended up getting second, and the guy that won the race, he did a really good job, Cody Haskins. I really appreciate he uh, He drove me nice and clean. But, uh, yeah, we had a really good race, and I was just excited to be there. So you ended up finishing second, and, and um, I'm going to just – let everybody know full disclosure that Ricky Brooks um, and Keith Graham sitting next to me, uh, I'm sure will be interested in this. Ricky Brooks, everybody knows Ricky is the toughest tech guy in the country. I mean, yep. and I love that about him and the top three trucks in the race, including grants were DQ'd for um, motor issues. And it was two of the three, the exact same issue, the exact same builder. And so, um, after the race was over with, Jacob Seelman, our um, uh, compatriot here and a part of Speed Sports staff, uh, did an interview with the motor builder and, and, uh, and with Ricky Brooks. And the motor builder took full responsibility for, um, for, for the, the situation. Um, it was something that neither of the teams that, that he was involved with who got DQ'd, including Grants, something they, could, they were not aware of, could not have been aware of. Um, you know, bought the motor, put it in the truck, went racing. And, um, you know, it's one of those, uh, situations, Grant, it, you know, it's a, it's a tough lesson sometimes that in racing, there's kind of the before and there's the after. And, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, the, the, the sport can be, um, can be not, not fair, frankly, but, um, you keep your head up because you did everything that you could do the right way. And you crossed the line in second in your first time, uh, at a very big race. So, um, you know, that was a great run. And, um, you know, despite, uh, what happened afterward, I'm sure that was a lot of fun for you to get to go be a part of that weekend. And I also would be pretty sure it won't be the last time you're a part of that weekend either. Oh no, we'll, we'll definitely be there next year. We don't know what we're going to be racing, but we'll be there for the rest of the years that I can run that race. But yeah, it was definitely a fun race to be in. It was very competitive, but you know, the issue with tech that it, it's racing. It always happens. It, it happens to mainly everybody, but you know, it, it was all right. We, we had a really good run and I mean, I wasn't upset. I did everything I could do. The crew guys that they didn't have anything else they could have done, but we had a really good race and we fought hard and that's what the outcome outcome came as. Exactly. Well, I know you can't do all this by yourself. So I'm going to give you a chance to uh, give some shout outs to everybody that helps you make this stuff happen. I like to thank my crew guys, um, Jason, Colby, Keith, Hugh, Michael, Bubba, dad, mom, everyone that helps us out on the truck, um, Gale Force Suspension, Universal Precast, Bama Boring, and Alabama Pipe and Supply. Well, uh, we know that you've got uh, some big things planned for yourself for 2020, but we're going to save that 
for another show, basically as an excuse to get you back on because we just like talking to you. So uh, after the first of the year, we'll uh, we'll bring you back on League Lap and we'll talk about what you got going for 2020. And uh, we appreciate you coming on and chatting with us tonight. Grant, have a great, uh, I'm going to see you obviously uh, in a couple days at PRI, but uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your family as well. Merry Christmas, and thank you for having me. That's Grant Thompson. We'll be back with the conclusion of tonight's Lead Lap show right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the lap. Chandler Smith bringing us back. Chandler Smith, uh, one of the uh, racers in the Snowball Derby. I'm not sure where he ended up. Uh, 
don't have the finish, but uh, I believe it said six. Sixth, okay. He uh, made six it back or to seventh. Sixth. Tore up. It he was, restarted it was about twentieth on uh, the last uh, uh, long run there, and, and last time he came out of the pits, he restarted about twentieth, and um, I guess he got back up to six. So that's a good run. He was running in uh, Kyle Busch's car, and um, I'll go back and check on that to confirm. Chandler is, um, in my opinion, Chandler's one of the really bright, young, up-and-coming stars. I've watched him since Bandoleros, and that boy can flat drive a car. Seven, seven. Uh, he came saying? in seventh. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can speak, James. Just yeah, tell us Unof- yeah. unofficially P seven. Uh, they got a picture of the car up on the page. It is absolutely destroyed. He was in that big crash there <laughs> oh, at the end of the at race. The end with, yeah, with uh, Majeski and the rest of them. Yeah. Yep. So his car's destroyed, just like. 90% of them out there. Yeah, yep. it's uh, it, the Snowball Derby is a very expensive venture, especially yes, if is. you qualify for the race. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's it's one of those things. If you don't qualify, obviously, it still costs you a lot to not make it. But if you do qualify, it costs you twice as much because you got you ended up, chances are you're going to end up with a wadded up race car. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, well, but, that's um, a prestigious race to win. It's it the is. the biggest of the, this time of year, for sure. Well, it, it is in the, because there's nothing else. Like, yeah. there's nobody competing with it. So anybody who's anybody, you know, goes down there and runs that thing if if they're allowed to and they're able to find a car. And, you know, you get people from different disciplines, different parts of the country, um, you know, Canada in some cases. I mean, it's just, uh, um, you know, Mexico. I think we had a couple this year. Um you know, it's an it's it's actually a really neat deal and and uh, just a legendary race. Oh yeah, there's no sure. doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I've know, got pictures of my my granddad and my dad and my cousin's car, the old '57 Chevrolet. You know, I've got pictures at home. It's yeah, you grew up nostalgic. There. You yeah. were saying earlier, you grew up yeah. there. Um, what was it like? Because I know I grew up in the Swiggle, New York, mm-hmm. and, and that's super modified country, and. We have the International Classic. It's the biggest super modified race in the world on Labor Day weekend. And, you know, when I was younger, we would get 60 cars and they'd come from all over the place. I mean, they'd come from the state of Washington. They'd come from the Carolinas, from Alabama, from Texas, from New England, from the Midwest, Ohio area, Canada. I mean, and when they would come to town, I mean, it was just like you go electric for like a whole week. I mean, was it is it was it like that in Pensacola? Exactly up like to, that. Because yeah. usually I would have to drive by the tra- racetrack to go to work. Yeah, you know. So and then as the weeks leading up to the snowball, you slowly but surely start seeing the haulers. They're all showing yeah. up in the parking lot. And then of course, me being a racer, he's like, yeah, here the snowball's exactly. coming. Snowball's it's, coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> you know. And of course, back then it was open trailers. Yeah. You know, yeah, and lot, I miss those days because, you know, with, with the open trailers, you always knew what the car was. Oh, yeah. You know, now you have the uh, you have all these white blank enclosed boxes and you don't know what's inside. I mean, you know, it's a race car. Oh, yeah. But you don't know who it is. Well, you know, me personally, there ain't nothing like running with open trailer rolling down the wind and having my arm hang out the window. Yes. Rolling down the road with my race car on my open and trailer. And watching everybody <laughs> in the other lane coming the other way, watching their next snap. Yeah. It don't matter what it what it is either. It could be a bomber car from a dirt track series. If it's yes. got a number on it, people are looking people, at it. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. definitely looking, I'll tell you that for sure. See, and and I think I think that that part that's a part of the sport. I mean, obviously it's great to have the 
you know, the creature comfort that a, an enclosed hauler, because now you got it with air conditioning and heat and whatever else. Haulers don't win races. You know, but, well, <laughs> yeah, but I agree. But, but my point is there's a part of the sport that you and I experience yeah. that today's generation of young racers doesn't yeah. because of that sort of change where everybody's got the enclosed trailers now. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I can remember coming coming out of the, the, the track in Oswego, they used to run time trials for the Supers for the Sunday Classic on Saturday from like noon to two. And they would run the modified 200 for the sportsman NASCAR type modifieds at, at night on Saturday night. You'd come out of time trials at two o'clock and you'd look over into the staging area yep. by where the gate is where you cross over the track. There'd be like 70 modified sitting there. And and like I can't describe that feeling except that you just get little goosebumps. Every um, time. You know, Every and, time. and so there's all that anticipation. I guess to a degree you can still get it because you know the race is coming, but I think there's something about being able to stare at all those cars. Of course, back then coops, coaches, gremlins, Vegas, Corvairs, yeah. you know, you had all the different body styles back in that day with the modifieds, but you know, they were all different. And but it was just it was it's 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 magic when you when you have a big race coming to town, and I can only imagine what Pensacola is like, you know, with the with with the Derby because, you know, again that's one still one of the biggest races in the country. Yep. Well, it's 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 I mean it helps. I mean just the the whole area, the businesses, every everybody lights up around there. Yeah. I mean because I mean the Five Flags and. I believe uh, the the promoters of their, that race. I mean, they take things down downtown to Beefo Brady's and some of the stuff other businesses, and they bring a lot of lot of businesses or a lot of revenue to Pensacola. That whole that oh, whole I'm sure. does now with so I know that obviously you're just starting your series, but understanding that feeling because I see when I announce a series, I try to bring that sense of excitement because that's part of. To me, part of the show is you want to communicate. I get as excited about any race I go to, you know, as as any of the racers that are there, you yeah. know, because I still have that that passionate love for the sport. Um, but I know that as a series owner, I mean, is that part of your goal is to build your series into uh, the type of event that when it comes to town, you know, everybody kind of gets, you know, there's a lot of things that go on. I mean. Um, what do you foresee in the future in terms of what would you like to see the series grow into and, and, and do, you know, when, as it tours around from track to track? I mean, right now I know you got a bunch of them at the same tracks, but yeah. it may not always be that way. No, that's not my intentions long term. I definitely want to definitely want to <laughs> definitely want to definitely want to be a uh, a touring series. I mean, right. Kevin's given me a big opportunity, and, and he will stay a, a pretty good part of the the my series for an extended period of time. Right. But it, my long-term goals, yes, I want it to be a premier series, not in just Carolina. I'd like to dabble out and get into a sure. more regional type situation and maybe long-term do some franchising. Maybe, who knows? I don't know where it's going to go. This first year is going to tell me a lot. Um, but of course, yes, I do want it to be when people see my logo or my brand and they know that we're coming to town, you know, I want them to get excited and go, oh, yeah, there's going to be some good racing this weekend. You know, that's what, I, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, that's, uh, I know it's, uh, there are some really talented racers that I know are probably going to take part in your series. Uh, you got some young guys that are still trying to get the experience and work their way up. 
and you'll have some veterans who have been doing this a while and 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 just want to do it on a budget at this mm-hmm. point. Um, you know, they don't want to go touring all over the southeast and go run, you know, Five Flags or whatever and do all the super stuff. Yeah. You know, and and um, I think you're going to bring some racers back who may be out of the sport right now because the even the NASCAR late models have gotten pricey. So you may bring some some racers back out of. I don't. I, I don't want to use the word retirement, but who are just sitting on the sidelines because maybe they don't care for the NASCAR late models. They can't afford to run super late models. So now you've got you've got the in between right now. Well, I've received some phone calls. You know, I probably I'm not going to throw any names out, but there's been no. there's some some flu- influential drivers that have been big time. Have got kids now, and they've got some of their old supers that they've. Sitting yep. in their corners of their shop, and they I've, they have received phone calls. We're going to put that together, and I'm going to bring my baby boy out there to run with you. Well, well bring it. Don't sing it. Let's go racing. Do me a favor, guys. <laughs> uh, get them some laps and teach them how to drive well. And yeah. you know, because it's if you haven't raced anything before, or if you're coming up out of a quarter midget, the stuff's hard. Oh yeah, it's a big adjustment. So coach them well and. You know, coach them right before you get to the track because you want them to to obviously do the best they can, and and you know you want the shows to run well. Um, but that's a I, that's what I like about this series is it's it's positioned well for a driver on the way up or for a driver who just wants to go racing for not a I say not a lot of money, not as much money as some of the other late model series take. Um, you know, you could do it. And, and we talked about uh, the crate motor earlier um, and the two tire package are, is, are, is there anything else about your series in terms of the rules or in terms of little nuances that you want to get out there to let people know th- that it's going on? Oh, uh, well, I mean, my mate, like I said, my main deal is we're running on a budget, you know, we're, and we're trying to, uh, our ultimate goal here is to, to emphasize that these that you don't have to go buy a fifteen thousand dollar engine to go racing, Good. you know that is the biggest part. And, and we're wanting to really push these crate engines, and uh, you know these six o twos. I mean, that's to me in my racing experience, the six o two situation is the most affordable, cost effective package when it comes down to nitty gritty. Yeah. But I mean, the only reason I've got it uh, all open there right now is cause I need data. I, I want these cars come out. Let me check them out. Let me see you guys race. Don't sit here and, and critique my rules. Come race with me. Let's yeah, get it. A, a let's, let's get it all together. Let's get the data together and then we can fine tune it and we'll put together a premier race series for the Carolinas period. Well, I think you've got uh, definitely a great formula here and i think nine races is a great way to get started it it's it's a little more manageable for you as a first year promoter oh yeah promoter. i still got a full-time job well exactly <laughs> yeah. and and so i'm sure so does so do at least most of the other people that oh are yeah be you know helping you with this and the drivers and teams so um you know it's a it's a very manageable thing basically you're looking at uh march through october and the only months that double up are june well, that's it. June, yep. you got two, but they're two weeks apart. So, um, you know, other than that, it's one show a month beginning on March 20th and 21st at uh, Dillon Motor Speedway. Again, April 4th, Hickory, May 9th, Hickory, June 13th, Orange County, June 27th and July 18th, both at Hickory. 
uh, back to Orange County on August the 15th, and then Hickory for two shows to close the season, September the 5th and October the 17th. Uh, Carolina Pro Late Model Series.com. Carolina Pro Late Model Series.com or Facebook and uh, Facebook, just Facebook? Facebook. Uh, yeah, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, but we I really haven't worked on those pages yet. So but mainly Facebook, Facebook okay. at this point. So go to the website, Carolina Pro Late Model Series.com. Go to Facebook um, and you can. Uh, can catch all the information and get a hold of uh, Keith and um, ask any questions that you have or, you know, whatever. So um, when can drivers start? When are you going to open up, uh, like, sign-ups after the first? Well, officially, we should the registration should have been opened already, but we're having some technical difficulties with our website. Okay. Uh, so, I know uh, the feeling. So as soon as that we're able to get that straightened out, we're going to open up registration and get it flowing. Because I need uh, all the registration. The earlier I can get registration, the the more content I have, and the better it's easier for me to get. Well, sponsors. that's true. And 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 drivers, if you're out there and you you're planning on running this series, it's in your best interest to commit early, and let us know that you're running the series because, you know, that gives Keith an opportunity to put more material out that folks like me who are in the media can glam onto and promote the series and promote you. So you know that's we we want to see as many drivers as possible get registered um and uh you, you know the earlier that happens and it gives Keith a better idea too of how many uh drivers he can expect but i'm i'm guessing you're going to you're going to not uh, have too much of a problem uh filling nice fields to start the year and it'll just get stronger as it goes if everything goes well i'm like a kid in the cancer i'm super excited about this i bet super you are excited i bet you are well we thank you for taking some time my friend to come in and talk to us we'll Anytime. get keith back on again after the new year um and want to let all of you know this is not the final league lap show of the year that will come next monday because the next two weeks after that will be christmas and new year's weeks we are off so the final live league lap show will be next monday and it'll be our post pri show i'm sure we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about on that so for our sponsors hms motorsport uh the mycomputercareer.edu and also um the folks from strutmasters i'm tom baker thank you so much for tuning in tonight and we hope you all have a very safe and blessed week good night You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.